Justin Nelson here again with the Icon Podcast, and we are here with another episode, not only from someone that does a lot of production themselves, but also has a big team doing a lot of production in their local market. So I'm super excited to be able to pick AJ's brain today. And AJ, I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time out of your super busy day, week, and hectic 2020 um, to come on here and share a little bit about your Icon journey. Yeah, thanks for having me, Justin. I'm excited to talk. Of course, man. Well, I'm just going to be honest, as I am on most episodes, as I kind of surf the icon circuit, get to meet all the icons, I don't know a lot of you personally. Um, You know, there's about 600 running around the EXP world right now, more and more being made every day. So with that being said, I just want to kind of pick your brain over the next five to 10 minutes on who AJ is, where you're located, and, you know, what your real estate journey has kind of looked like from start to where you're at now. Great. Let's do it. So perfect, man. So tell me, uh, how'd you get into real estate and kind of, you know, what did, what did that look like? And uh, just kind of go ahead and give us your elevator pitch of uh, how did AJ get to where he's at today? I like it. Yeah. I, um, so I went to the university of Minnesota, grew up in Minnesota, been back in Minnesota now. So I've been here my whole life. Um, I actually played baseball at the U of M and then got drafted by the twins in 2011 um, and played in the Twins organization for uh, about three years and a little bit. Um, got up to double A there. Couldn't hit any of the pitchers anymore. <laughs> so they said, go home. So I tell everyone, eventually they, they tell everybody to go home. So um, yeah, I retired. That was my first retirement from baseball. Uh, drove home from Connecticut with my wife. Uh, she's a nurse, so it was easy for her to pick something up, but I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, and I had majored in economics in college, uh, which wouldn't be the thing that necessarily you'd think would get somebody into real estate. Um, but it's, yeah, it's turned out to be a really, a really nice background um, for it. And I, I joined a group of guys that, uh, a team of people that I already knew, uh, they kind of helped me get off my feet, um, you know, get my first uh, good few years of uh, clients and just all the things that come along with starting a real estate business. Um, and then I got to the point where I felt like I was, uh, you know, strong enough to start a team in 2017, um, started then. And, you know, as the podcast we'll talk about, we switched to EXP about 18 months ago and kind of taken off from there to the point where we've got, um, I got 10 agents now, uh, a lot more staff and uh, a lot more sales. So, I love that, man. I love that. So where were you at prior to EXP? Cause you've been in the business a few years. What did kind of your journey look like prior to EXP? And then on top of that, like what for you was like the biggest reason you moved over to EXP, even if it's not your favorite thing about EXP now, or your, you know, something you thought was going to happen. Like what was the big reason that you went, you know what, I'm just going to make this change because, you know, I, I know a little bit about your market. EXP wasn't just like some massive company in your market at the time. I mean, it was relatively small in that neck of the woods. I'd love to hear um, where were you at and what made you go, huh, I'm going over to EXP. Yeah. So um, I had started the team and kind of had run it. I mean, I I guess I'll backtrack on your first question. So I started at Remax Results um, with that team. Uh, There was five agents at the time. They started a brokerage actually 10 months after I got in the business. So I moved over um, to Angle and Volkers, which was brand new to Minneapolis. Um, there was literally five agents. Uh, when we left, there was like 80. So they had grown it. So we all went to be, became solo agents when we, uh, when we switched. So after 10 months, I was on my own sort of thing. Um, and then, you know, as I was growing the team, I had been running it kind of like everybody else does. And I, the, the way that I, 
not everybody else, I should say everybody else around me. So the way that I had experienced how teams worked was these agents start, they have a lower split, they do better, the splits go up. And eventually it's it, the model, I didn't, I just didn't bet it out. I just started doing it. And I realized I'm like, man, this is not really making me any money. Like I, I have to hire a marketing manager and a transaction coordinator and I'm having all these people and all this overhead and I'm not bringing in enough. Um, and a big reason why is I'm not, you know, in our market, we have, we have the admin fees. So um, I'm not getting those. That's going straight to the brokerage. And at, at the volume we're doing, it ends up being, you know, a lot of money. Um, and then we're also paying 10% off the top, no matter what, with no cap. So uh, the big reason was like, I, and I was like, I love you guys to death. Um, we're the top team at that brokerage. It wasn't huge. And it was really just, I, if I'm going to do the team thing, I have, I can't be not profitable. So I'm spending too much time on it. Um, so that's, that's really why we switched. And again, it's not my favorite part about EXP, but we can get into that if you want. Yeah, no, I love that. So it sounded like you kind of made a necessity move of just, you know, am I going to actually keep banging my head against the wall to not stay profitable? So let's go look for a better financial model, which obviously if you don't know anything about the financial model of EXP, you should probably reach out to AJ, hit him up, hit any of us up, figure out what the financial model is. But it, so you did, you kind of hit on it. It wasn't your favorite part possibly now. So once you've gotten EXP, your finances got better. I mean, there's no doubt about it when comparing models, they got better. What's your favorite part now that, now that you're out of I would say a couple things, I guess, in 2020, there's some things that have been really fun. Um, but uh, the, the number one thing that I was not necessarily anticipating, which was part of the reason I, I had left the other brokerage, but it wasn't a massive piece, was all the collaboration I was going to get. So I lucked out and joined. I mean, I guess I didn't luck out. I reached out to the number one EXP agent in all the Twin Cities and said, tell me why. And they have a big team. I said, tell me why you did this, you know. And they had joined underneath another group that was fairly similar. So, um, and those two, they've, I mean, Parker and Julie have become good friends of mine and they're people I, I mean, I talked to them this morning. We talk every other week. I'm going to call Parker about some other online lead thing later today. Like there's always, we're just always having conversations and that's pushed us from, you know, 125 deals in 2018 to 160 last year to 275 this year. It's just because I've got those people. And so, you know, I know they've taught me how to hire better. They've taught me how to do better deals with, uh, how, to, how to manage online lead distribution, what CRMs to be using, like all these different systems that we've been able to hack to make things scale way faster. Um, but you couldn't, I mean, you can't, you literally couldn't say that you didn't, like the thing you didn't love about EXP, um, you, you couldn't go without saying the stock wasn't uh, something that's been helpful. You know, at the revenue scale we're at, um, those numbers have gotten pretty big. Uh, that's, that has 5X paid for everything I've paid to EXP just this year. Um, so just because it went from, you know, most of my stock I own is about $8 and 50 cents. It's at about 42, 43 bucks now. Um, you know, I, that's, that's been huge. The rev share has been good. It's been fun, you know, adding some people in and then kind of doing what Parker and Julie did for me. Um, Cause I think that just, it helps the whole business grow, but it also, um, it feels good to bring people into something that's been successful for me as well. I love that. So I kind of got two things out of there I want to dive into. So number one is you got to pick who you were aligning in business with because you knew who they were, but when you were at Remax, 
there really wasn't a way for you to partner with other people in that type of method to where they had vested interest in helping your success. So I want to talk about that. And then I want to talk more about your stock and your icon award that's 5X over the last year. So dive into me like when you, cause it just sounds like you weren't recruited. It sounds like you were more or attracted. It sounds like you were more like, Hey, I, I, this model caught your attention. You reached out to someone. Why did you reach out to them rather than maybe, you know, a, someone down the street at EXP, like what attracted you to that? And what have you learned the benefit of being able to partner with who you want to partner with? For sure. Yeah. I mean, Parker got an Inman spot, like maybe the week before I had reached out to Julie, which was, you know, we were, we were thinking like, should we start a brokerage, which we have to, like, I was like, guys, I can't do it this way. Either I've got to pay you less money or we have to switch. Um, and Parker got the Inman spot. We saw it. We talked about it. I was like, we should just, we should just talk to these people. Um, we need to reach out to them. They were, they were ahead of me. So I was, it was more the fact that they were a bigger fish um, in this situation is why we specifically reached out and partnered with them. Um, because I look at people like making business decisions. If they're further ahead, that's the people I want to be talking to. Um, they're the people that are out in front of uh, some of these decisions that I'm maybe going to have to be making soon. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that could you call that dumb luck, but that's basically what it was. But I was, yeah, I was the easiest team to get to EXP I've ever experienced. Like I, I make really rash decisions. Like I researched something for a little bit. Once I see that it makes sense, I literally sat down with them for one hour, happy hour. And we got done and I said, all right, like, can you send me whatever email or whatever thing you got to do? Cause we're, we'll be, we're switching next week. Yeah, no, I, I love that. So talk to me. Cause I asked this question to anybody that runs a team, the size you run, did you have any concern on who's going to come with me? Who's going to be, have this attached, you know, emotional attachment to the old brokerage and they're not going to stay with our team. Like what kind of culture did you do? And like, what, what did you do to try to break the ice of, Hey, we're making this move because I'm like you, I make rash decisions. And sometimes I just tie my people on the back and hope they hold on. And I know that's not always the best bet, but it works to a degree. So I'd love to hear what was your strategy for people listening that are like, we can't make the move AJ, Justin, because, people aren't going to come with us. I think that may be a limiting belief. So I'd love to pick your brain on that. Yeah. So I had uh, three agents at the time only when I had switched over. So we've added six or seven since then. Um, and the three agents were, one of them uh, sold me CenturyLink door to door and I told him he wasn't making enough money and then hired him on and he crushed. One of them was a past client who wanted to get out of the corporate world. I hired him on and he crushed. And the other one was my younger brother. So it wasn't like the people were pretty tied into our team more so than to the brokerage. Um, and we didn't interact a ton. We, we didn't fit in that well with the brokerage uh, other than I still, you know, think super highly of them and they all offer a super excellent service, but they, uh, they're a little bit more of a luxury brand and I show up like this and it doesn't like necessarily mesh all the time. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, I, I love that. I love that. So let's dive into like, cause finances were big for your team. Cause obviously whatever you're financially impacted by that kind of goes down the ranks of how do you have your contracts with your team members? And so if you're not super profitable at, you know, where you were, it obviously affected what they could take home, et cetera. So what benefits has EXP provided your team members to allow them to make more money in comparison to the last model that you were in? And you just mean from a financial perspective, right? From financial perspective, yeah. yeah. So um, my my splits were able to go um, up on a lot of things. Um, 
and actually get to a point where they're actually even higher than that. So like there was different caps rules and things like that where they're, they're, the splits are quite a bit higher. The biggest impact to be honest is, and my team knows this because I tell them all the time, I tell them like, I am a businessman. Like I am not here to like just reap a bunch of profits and leave you guys dry. If you are selling houses and making us more money, especially on different segments of the business, I'm going to dump way more money into that so you can make more money. So like Zillow spend probably four or five X pretty quickly. Um, we hired, uh, we've now hired an ISA. We hired uh, more listing help. We hired two interns last summer. We like, we've had the systems were, were like, pouring into now are just so much greater. I bet our budget's up, you know, 50% in the past two years. So, um, and the agents know that and they know like, if I go out and sell a Zillow house, like AJ sees that and he says, I put a dollar in and I got a dollar 50 out. Like, why don't I put all the money into that? Right. So like that stuff they start to see. And so um, once we got ahead of the, you know, got to profitability and we were ahead of the curve, then it started to like that stuff starts to snowball because you can just introduce so many more things. Um, and then it's just, a, and then it's just a matter of getting enough agents to handle all of them. I love that. It's a better problem to have, to have to find people to fill the gaps than try to, you know, feed the mouths of 10 people that are sitting there staring at you. Exactly. So I love that. So, so let's talk about the icon because some people listening today are like, awesome. AJ's a big team. They moved over. Maybe I'll consider looking at EXP now since AJ said so and he did it. So, but when I came to EXP, I didn't know about the icon. That's where this podcast comes from. I didn't know about the icon award. And when people told me about it, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Like the company will pay you basically to be there. So can you kind of tell someone for that's never listened to our podcast, that's new to the EXP system, what is the icon award and kind of what is your icon story? When did you achieve icon status and what financial benefit has that brought you? Yeah. So the, the icon award is a couple of things. Um, and they're, they're, they're integrating it more into an EXP specific type thing where you're actually helping to advance the brokerage, which I like. Um, and I, I think they're doing a good job with that. Uh, but what it is, is it's once you hit 16,000 paid to the company on an 80, 20 split, which is 80,000 in gross commissions. Um, and then you do an additional 20 transactions, you reach what's called icon status. So in the twin cities, um, with my average sale price being around 400,000, um, I, I reached the cap in six or seven transactions probably. So then I do another 20. Um, to 26, 27, and I've uh, reached the icon. So I, I usually get to that by, I mean, it, especially with team commissions coming in too, I'm usually there within the first quarter um, or close, maybe the fourth month of the year. Um, and I immediately get 8,000 uh, in company stock back to me. And then I get another 8,000 based on um, my, my commitment to different events or uh, cultural participation at EXP. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, I, I got it this year, you know, I think in April or March when the stock's around 10 or 12 bucks and now it's 42. So the, the eight grand that I got, uh, turned into, you know, 30 grand within four months. Um, and that's a vested stock. So I, I have to wait until I think 2022 is the first year that I, I can access that. But yeah, it's a, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty nifty deal. Um, and we get a nice plaque and award too. Who doesn't like that? 
I, I love that. So if, if some of you guys are coming from companies where you have plaque and awards, you still get that. So don't worry. Don't worry about that doorstop. We will still give you one. Uh, but uh, you also get that. So I love that. And I know some people will go like, well, AJ, if you're vested and you don't get that money for two or three years, like what if it goes from 32,000 in value to like, what if it cuts in half 50% and it goes to 16? Well, it's like, uh, more than I would get anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I love that, man. I love that. So it sounds so you got 8,000 from the company for just doing it. You got another 8,000. If you attend some of the events, if you do some cultural things, you pass some tests, make sure that, you know, you're culturally a good fit for the company. And so you got $16,000 back. Now, have you iconed once or have you iconed twice so far? Twice. You've yep. icon twice. So a two-time iconer. So you basically at least guaranteed got $8,000 back. I'm sure you did a lot of the other things to get the rest of the money. Mm -hmm. um, but so basically over two years, you've gotten $32,000 in value of stock given to you. And whether it goes up, down, in between, you're sitting at $32,000 above where you would have been at any other company. Yeah. And the kickers I get, you know, first closed, first closed transaction for an agent that I recruited. If that, if that agent caps, there's more uh there, there's more things in there where you're you're getting uh additional stock awards that are investing period as well so yeah, yeah it's it's like nothing i experienced i tell people i'm like yeah i get i get company stock and they're like they do that in real estate i'm like yeah we're on the nasdaq they're like what that's a publicly traded company I'm like yeah it's worth three billion dollars no i i love that and what i love that you talk about is that's not actually the reason you moved to exp like no one sold you on rev share. No one sold you on stock. It was purely, it was a better model for you to do what you did, your bread and butter, sell more homes, retain more money, but not only for you, but retain more money for your people. Exactly. Right. So like, that's the big thing is, is it's not just a big profit play. It's all about growing and scaling. And I mean, it's the, the proofs in the pudding. We've added six agents and two staff members in like 20 months. So it's like, boom. I love that. I love that. So tell me a little bit about the Honey Brothers, because I know you've, I've heard a little bit about that. So tell me what you got going on in that world. And how does EXP give you any problems in the investing world of structure, you know, limitations or like, how does that look for you guys right now? Oh, tell everybody what the Honey little, Brothers is. A little Honey Brothers plug. I love it. Um, yeah, I started that with my older brother, Josh. In 2017, we bought our first place. Um, we just bought our 10th uh, home about two or three months ago. They're all in the same city. It's called St. Louis Parks, just west of downtown Minneapolis. Um, and we rent them all out. Uh, but yes, on that question of investing, they, they don't, they, they give you like um, a few personal transactions a year where they waive some of the fees. So you do end up owing some stuff, but it's pretty minimal. Um, we usually contribute most of our commission into the transaction um, end up owing EXP a little bit of something. Um, and then, my, yeah, my younger brother, who's on my team, actually, uh, recently uh, was added to our Honey Brothers team. So we're the Honey Brothers 2, but really just the Honey Brothers still. Um, and so he's obviously at EXP. So he was our agent um, yep. on the last purchase, technically. I love that. So tell me, tell me why all in the same city. I mean, this is off topic, but I, I love to pick your brain on that. I, I mean, I, I have a guess like why, but I'd love to pick your brain on why all in the same city. So our, our mentor, um, me and, me and Josh, my older brother's mentor, his name is Jim. He owns about 1500 doors across the twin cities. Um, he's consolidated most of it to two areas and now he's actually just bringing it back to one. Um, it was one of the things he really encouraged us on was to, for a few reasons, one being, uh, I can hit every house within 15 minutes. So if I'm going to do fall cleanup here in a month and clean all the gutters and turn off those spigots and do all that stuff, um, 
I can do that all in about four hours and do all 10 houses. Uh, whereas if I was in Northeast Minneapolis cutting across the city, there's no traffic now because of the pandemic, but like it's, you know, it's like you're in traffic, you're doing this, if something comes up, you'd like, I'm in Minnetonka, which is West. So like, I don't get there as fast. The other thing is we, um, we got into a niche of buying properties that weren't like distressed necessarily, but they had city required repairs. So I don't know if they have that where you are, but we, um, we've got like city inspections that happen pre-sale and they require fixes to happen. And we kind of stumbled into this because I had lived in St. Louis Park um, and I knew about them. So we buy these homes that none of the first time buyers want to buy. It's a very heavy first time buyer market because of the price point. And none of them want to buy because they don't want to, they, they're scared of the fixes. Um, and the flippers don't want to buy them because the initial prices are just a little bit too high for them just because of their back end transaction fees. So we sit in this like nice medium um, and we end up getting these properties that require these repairs and we take them on and work just fine. I, I love that because I'm just thinking of my investment properties and they're all close to each other right now. And I was thinking about buying some outside of it. But I mean, as you scale at that number, it makes sense. I mean, especially 1500. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And plus like the big thing for us is we can vet out a property in St. Louis park so much better than any other city, because I know that a four bed, two bath, 1700 square feet, like I know what it rents for. So like it's, it takes out so much guesswork of like, well, I hope this works. Like if we're off by 300 bucks on the back end, it kind of kills the deal on some of these. Mm -hmm. No, I love that, man. I love that. So kind of off topic, I know you, you got a family and those, those types of things. Like what is, you know, with someone at your production level, you're investing in the whole nine yards, a team, like a, a team can be a time suck. Like a team could literally, you could focus a hundred hours a week on growing it if you wanted to. So what do you do as a top producer to level set, um, kind of recoup, kind of recharge? Like what is your go-to thing? I mean, obviously it probably used to be baseball, it used to be some sport type things. So what do you do now that you're kind of um, in this world to kind of reset? Yeah, I mean, I like to hang out with my family. So I've got uh, two young boys and a girl on the way, which is fun. Um, and uh, so you my do wife... need to make more money. So you need yeah. to make money. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, we like to spend a lot of time together. We we uh, like I we watch movies with our boys a lot of the nights. Um, we like to run around the, in the driveway in the backyard and play. We hang out with our neighbors like all the time. So um, even with COVID, we could be outside, which was nice um, all summer. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It can, it can be a lot. Um, but I've, yeah, I, I've gotten better at delegating things too. So I, I, uh, I, I hand off a lot to my staff and, and they're fantastic. So that does help me not to get completely overwhelmed. I love that, man. I love that. So as we kind of wrap up here, one last question I have, and we kind of, you kind of hit on a few things. Were there any like pleasant surprises that when like, you knew nothing about it, when you came over to EXP that you were shocked with, like, you know, whether it was the admin support, you know, you kind of talked about collaborations or anything that you were like, that's not talked about a lot that you're like, wow, if I was to tell a recruit that this was a surprise for me, what would that be for you? I think it would be the collaboration. Cause I, I, I would say, um, the majority of like the marketing and things like that towards EXP that I see are like the model's really good because there's low overhead, which it's like, yeah, duh. But like anyone can offer a hundred percent commission um, that exists elsewhere. Um, the rev share and the stock stuff is always, always, always pitched really heavily because it's different. Um, but I think the collaboration, maybe just for me specifically, because I joined a great group, but like it, it has, it has completely changed the way I do business. We use, all different systems than we were using a year and a half ago. And that's just because of my conversations with Parker and Julie, the guys above Parker in San Diego. Like that's the other thing, right? Like I have access to 
um, Dan Beer and Kyle Whistle out of San Diego. And those guys are selling, you know, 400 million of real estate a year. And I'm like at EXP con with Kyle. I'm like, how do you guys do your, you know, team, team collaboration? He's like, it's Facebook workplace. You got to use it. Here's how it works. Here's what we do. And all, you know, it's like, I never thought of that. And like, where would I ever have gotten that had I have not, you know, been at this event with this super high producing team leader. Um, and so I like that, that has been a huge deal. And it, even like events they put on or um, they put on a, a script battle like two weeks ago where they did a March Madness script battle. And it was like, yeah. And it was such good content. So I like, for me, it's like, okay, it's time. I don't have to spend training my team. I can literally just go, guys, Facebook, you're in the group. Like, check this out. You need to watch this. And they all watch it. And they're like, oh, I just learned five new things that I can be using. So that, that has, that's made everything go faster and everything a lot faster. I love that. I love that, man. Well, I just want to say, first off, I appreciate your time today. And before we go, a few things. I would love for you to tell everybody what are the buzzword cities that you guys focus on. And maybe you just tell me, hey, it's this big city. If it's anywhere in here, we can help them. And number two, I want to remind everybody, if you align with AJ's energy, you want to partner with him at EXP, if you're watching his video, I highly suggest at least reach out, talk to him, see what EXP is about. Even if it's not a good fit for you, at least you can rest easy at night saying, I gave my business you know, the right step foot forward to make sure I'm looking to see what's out there. Um, but yeah, so AJ, with that being said, I'll put all your information below, your cell phone, your email, where they can get a hold of you. But where can they send referrals to? What's kind of your guys' uh, home run area? Yeah, I mean, we, we basically service all of the Twin Cities. So Minneapolis, St. Paul, and kind of like the third, out to the third ring suburbs. Um, so anything within 30 to 45 minutes of the Twin Cities, uh, we've probably sold a home in that city before and we've got the bandwidth to handle, so. I love it. I love it, man. Well, I just want to say I appreciate it. I know during a crazy 2020, especially the family and all the business you got going, um, just shows the true collaboration of EXP for you being able to jump on with a guy you hadn't met before. Um, as a fellow EXP colleague, we really appreciate your time and uh, wish your team the best of luck. Awesome. Thanks, Justin. I appreciate it. Of course. With that being said, guys, signing off from the Icon Podcast. Until next time, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week.